folks, good morning. Welcome back to Coffee Time with Almeida. Today is Friday. I believe it is the 15th. Yes, Friday, May 15th, the middle of the month. We made it to the middle of the month. How's it going, everybody? Enjoying your cup of coffee, I hope? I'm going to try to relax and take a little time into the intro. I've been going, you know, trying to rush into it lately. So um, today I'm just going to bring on uh, Karen Vieira. Now, Karen is coming to us from Atlanta, Georgia. She is a registered nurse working in the operating room and she has a special COVID assignment she has just been assigned um, and really excited to bring her on she is an old friend of mine we did lots of high school theater together we haven't seen each other in a while but you know here she is Karen what's good happening morning. good morning how are you I'm awesome how are you good how cold is it in Massachusetts oh it's not too bad right now I think it's like um, oh, computer What's the temperature? Right now, it's 53 degrees Fahrenheit. Today, expect a high of 72 degrees. <laughs> Happy Friday. 52, high of 72, not bad. That's pretty good. That's not bad at all. Yeah, Respectable from Massachusetts. Tomorrow's snow though. Or <laughs> this <laughs> afternoon. We had like snow <laughs> yeah. like a couple days ago. It's, it's like, my wife's like, hey, it's snow. I'm like, nah, it's not, yeah, it's snowing, it's snowing out. Christelle says good morning. It's a beautiful day today. Ah, Christelle, good morning. <laughs> um, Christelle has good content on Instagram. Oh yeah, she does. She does. She does. It's awesome that we all like were twenty years ago. You would think, oh, see you guys later. We're going off into life. You know, you live in Georgia. I live in Massachusetts. Christelle lives in Dartmouth, not too far from me. But but we're all keeping up on the social media. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, it's the power of the theater program, really. <laughs> I think we need to have like a show or something. We need to have like a cabaret. I don't even. We gotta do something. Oh God, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> it would just be an opportunity for everybody to be like, "Oh my God, look at what happened!" Right? They're old now. Wow. It's all right. We all look. I think our generation looks the best for our age. To tell you the truth. When I look back at pictures of like my grandparents, my, my grandmother was 40 when she had my mom and she looked decrepit. Like, <laughs> I, mean, just, I mean, she's a beautiful woman, but she, I mean, it really took time just took a toll on people in a different way, I think. Yeah, you know, we didn't have all these spas and stuff. <laughs> yeah <laughs> had no tv yeah. to put your child in front of yeah i know they kind of did but yeah. i mean i grew up on sesame street right so probably you too um jason trentholm says hello joyce texera says hello uh, <laughs> hey hey guys uh, so um tell us a little bit actually why would we get through, through two things are you drinking coffee right now I had some coffee and it it was really strong. I can't drink more because I'm already like shaking. Mm -hmm. So I'm drinking a Spindrift pineapple. I like I like yeah, I like it. But the reason I got the pineapple, I really like the color palette of the can. <laughs> like, and it ended up tasting okay, so it's fine. I, I love pineapple. I'm making some pineapple kombucha right now. Yeah, I think that maybe tonight I might try to mix one with some tequila and some oh, lime juice and see oh, how that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fresh citrus. We'll in there. see. Oh yeah. Might be an onslaught of selfies and tweets at at the uh, current administration, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Could be magic. I don't know. Oh, so hey, um, 
do you remember last time we saw each other? Yeah, four days ago, right? <laughs> four days. We tried to do this and it didn't work, and we had a conversation on our own. People were like, you know, what are these guys even talk about? I can't hear them. But the last time I saw you in real life in person was, was at the Bristol Fourth of July parade, mm. and it might have been it was either in two thousand seven oh. or two thousand ten. I think it was 2010. Okay. Because I was still living in California in 2007. And uh, you were there with Chris Santos, right? I'm also doing things like COVID-19 testing where you kind of, you get dressed out in gear, just like you've seen in news stories and on uh, online. You get dressed out in gear, you have a swab, you got to swab up somebody's nose and uh, send it off to the lab to make sure that they're uh, being tested prior to surgery. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, like, it's funny because like being back on the floor, you're with the nurses and, and the staff and also like the housekeeping, so essential, like, and they get almost no recognition uh, or, or zero recognition, but the housekeeping personnel, the people who keep the equipment running, the IT people who make sure like when we can't chart online that they're, they're coming down and they're making, um, you know, jiggling wires, whatever they're, all the stuff that they do to make sure that we can do our job. Um, so you get there and you're like, and then you read a new story, like we're gonna have a flyover uh atlanta the blue angels would be there and it's like nobody wants the blue angels we want masks because there there is a shortage of masks and face shields and like even head covers things like that that are so necessary and we're in patient care we don't have time to go see the blue angels fly overhead like and and really what are the blue angels doing they're getting a bunch of idiots to stand together to look at the planes and infect well, each other <laughs> Yeah, I mean that there's so it's so much that doesn't make sense to me. Like I don't know the breakdown of tax dollars. I mean, it could be that it's already allocated into you know whatever circus budget there is for Blue Angels activity that you know they're like you know they're not going to reallocate that money to healthcare or a pandemic or whatever they're denying it to be or saying it is, but. Um, you know, I, I think if they were to really listen to anybody with any real knowledge, like Dr. Fauci, um, they would know that there has there's more to what the population needs than a flyover. You know, they're getting ready to reopen Georgia. They're reopening on Sunday. Oof. Zoos, botanical gardens, all the parks. Um, the Atlanta Beltline, which is just crowded with people on a beautiful day. Um, all the stores will be reopened. And we are still growing. Uh, our, our, we're at almost 300,000 tests. We're at, I forget the number, it's like close to 40,000 positive. You know, I don't want to say it without. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of positive cases. We have a couple thousand um we're almost at 2,000 deaths, I think. Uh, maybe about 1,500 deaths, some, somewhere in that neighborhood. But it's growing every day. Our curve is not flattening. And um, and it's going to get a lot worse. I mean, uh, 
I, it's so disappointing. It's, it's like unbelievably disappointing. And there's so many unemployed people that this Atlanta has so many restaurants and employs so many um, people who depend on tips and, and things like that. So, you know, and the restaurants are being put in a position where they're the state saying, you have to reopen. And if you don't reopen, it's on you to pay your staff's um, unemployment benefits. So, That's the same. Yeah. So now these people have to go back to work. They have no choice where they want to be there or not. Yeah. The nail salons, the um, some massage places and uh, hair, hair salons, things like that. Um, restaurants. They were the first ones to open. They also pay the worst. So these are people who don't make a lot of money to begin with, who may or may not have health insurance, who are being sent back to work. There's also, you know, there's also, it affects a certain population of people. And that population, those populations, that demographic is also being affected the most by this epidemic, this pandemic. So um, it's, well, I don't know really many service people at all, whether they're front of house or back of house that have health insurance. And that's in Massachusetts. No. And we have pretty good, that's sort and of- And you out. have Mass Health, yes, right? Mass I health, mean, yeah. yeah, so exactly. And as far as I know, Georgia doesn't offer something like that. So people are being sent back to work with, you know, hopefully great bosses, but you know, the bosses, a lot of them, a lot of, even the best restaurant owners, even the best salon owners, their hands are tied to some degree, you know, and, um, and it's really not safe. We have the CDC, you know, backed up into Governor Kemp's driveway and he's, he's been sort of just like in the, in the dark, claims he's in the dark. He didn't know that you could catch COVID-19 without ever touching somebody. Like, <laughs> you even know you could be asymptomatic and still have it. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, he's just saying that. He's just like, yeah. it's insane. It's like, it's like coming out and shaking and, and saying, thank you, healthcare heroes. And, and when I say that, I'm talking about everybody that runs a hospital, that keeps a hospital running. He's saying, thank you, healthcare heroes. But then he's like, we're going to open the state. So what was it Trump said? Uh, Trump said the other day, he's like, the doctors and nurses are like soldiers running towards bullets. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, because it's not him. Yeah. The thing about soldiers is that they also have guns. <laughs> like, and protection. You know, like, not, <laughs> <laughs> how do we protect ourselves when we don't even have masks? You're like, oh, the military can see the enemy. Right. We're fighting yeah. an invisible enemy and we don't yeah, have a we... proper PPE to deal with it. Right. So maybe those blue angels could, instead of flying over cities could actually stop at the airport and deliver um, PPE that the military has been stockpiling. Well, I was thinking like do airdrops, right? Like have little parachutes set up and psh, yeah. let it works. drop. Just like make sure you clear like a landing zone and stuff. <laughs> that <laughs> would be fantastic. I'd watch that. Oh, um, so you are working in a hospital in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and they opened up um, salons last week, right? 
the salons they opened last week or is everything open at once? I think it was a couple of weeks ago they okay, opened a couple the salon. So, and now it's just going to get crazy over the weekend or Monday, whatever day, right? It's going to get wild. Yeah. Because, um, it, I mean, people, people are people. They're sick of being in their houses and that's understandable. Um, a lot of them are scared. They want to, they want to make, continue to make money and they don't have the advantage of being the advantage of being essential personnel. Um, you know, and, and so I, I, I can understand the urgency they feel. And when you're not getting, um, a collective, uh, if, if you're not, it's like two parents, when you have one parent that says one thing and it's not a unified front, you have another parent that says something different then the kid's like, okay, so what am I going to do? I'm going to do the thing that suits me the best, you know, based on what each of my parents is saying. And that's what's happening from the top of our federal government. We have people saying two different things and then it's up to us us to decide who's more trustworthy team Fauci but that's just me yeah you, the people who do it for a living right the people who right. have spent their whole lives researching this stuff and are devoted to it they're not letting politics play into it right right and and when you and there's a lot of just mixing politics with personal belief and 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 then also have you know you've got the people who are like don't tell me i need to wear a mask and stuff like that and it's like okay that's fine but just understand the reason why and understand the risk that you're being you're putting yourself at if you understand those things that you are putting somebody else at risk like the state state of georgia has signs over their major highways that say um since the it used they used to say coronavirus stay home um i'm paraphrasing that's basically what it said coronavirus stay home now it says coronavirus protect the elderly so that's fine but if i live with my elderly parent but i'm going out and i'm not wearing a mask and then i come home and say i went to the grocery store and i come home Maybe I don't wash, maybe I wash my hands, maybe I don't wash my hands. Maybe it doesn't matter if I wash my hands because it's already in my mucous membranes. And then I say, hi mama, and I give her a kiss. You then are exposing the elderly. You know, it's- Are, are you guys wiping down your groceries? No, I'm not. I wash my, I wash my produce, mm -hmm. but I'm not wiping down my groceries. No, yeah, my, um, my ex-husband washes everything. And like, if, if a package comes in, he keeps it outside for 24 hours, but we don't know. We don't actually know how long the last I heard, we didn't know how long the fomites live on packaging. So I feel like it's uh, mixed information, <laughs> you know? Uh, I heard yeah. like, it's like seven days on plastic, but that's what we heard when us first started and haven't heard boo since. Yeah, and, and I heard, this was weeks and weeks ago, I had heard 24 hours on cardboard and and then like, maybe. And so I was like, well, we don't really have a lot of definitive information. And that's the thing about a pathogen like this is that there's not enough data compiled. You know, we're, it's like a work in progress, right? Like mm -hmm. we're still 
figuring out that people who who are positive with no symptoms can develop some horrific things later on you know so it's like or the fact that people are developing stroke as a result of COVID-19 so oh boy I could go on well, and then now all this stuff in kids and it's stuff with kids yeah it, so. you know like first it wasn't really affecting kids and, and now we're seeing a lot more kids being being positive for it dying from it you know and i don't know if it becomes more virulent you know when it's passed on from an adult to a kid versus a kid to an who knows we don't know oh geez yeah it's you just the whole thing about the face mask is you're protecting other people right you so the when i go, when i am in the or the reason why we wear masks in the or is to not not to protect ourselves from the patient it's to protect the patient from us mm -hmm. unless the patient has some growth like some tumorous growth that has spores that could you know aerosolize or whatever we are essentially wearing masks to protect the patient from us so my mindset when i go to a meeting in, in like a meeting at work when i walk into work when i go to the grocery store um when i go for when i walk my dog is I'm wearing a mask to protect others from me because I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I feel good, but you know, no idea. I don't test myself every day. So I don't test myself at all. So, you know, imagine if we could test ourselves every day. Imagine, huh, imagine that. And really, and really, you really shouldn't test until per what they're saying until you start having some symptoms. Go figure. <laughs> And well, you got it. It's too late. And you already affected a bunch of people and it's too late. But hey, you know, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a really, it's a super weird time to be alive. Like, because we're all, we're all sort of like, you know, it's like having um, you, like the spin the donkey and you've got the blinder on it and you're like, okay, where, where am I going? Is this safe? Am I going? Am I heading in the right direction? <laughs> And, you know, I always, I'm always wondering, I'm like, you know, like 20 years from now, when we have data, when we have like these longitudinal studies on COVID-19 patients, what, what are we going to look at and be like, oh, we're so stupid. If we had only done this, <laughs> yeah. you know, then thousands of people would have been saved. Um, so what's your hospital bed situation like? Um... I don't get a current update. Um, I know that I know that the last time I checked, there were still some ICU beds available, um, but I don't have like numbers. Our, the hospital, as far as it being a metropolitan city hospital, um, that is uh, that supports the uninsured, is that. Um, is that we have a lot of patients regardless of whether or not they have, um, they're affected by COVID-19. We get a lot of trauma patients in, we get a lot of, um, a lot of people who can't pay for their, you know, care. A lot of, most city hospitals are free, are um, not free, but will serve the uninsured, but. Do you see people who have other issues being neglected or pushed aside because of the overload due to COVID? 
Well, I'm not in the emergency department, but I know that the numbers are lower in the emergency department. Um, and I think that's, I don't know if that's across the board, but I know that's kind of some, a trend that they're seeing, at least in the city, is that the ER numbers are lower for like not sick people, but they're getting very sick people coming in. Mm. Like when I worked in the emergency department, we did a lot of primary care. There were a lot of uninsured folks that would come in and, you know, we treat for like urinary tract infections or, you know, it would be like what I used to call BWD, baby without directions. You'd have a baby that got a fever and, you know, the parents understandably, it might be their first child. They got really scared. And rather than just start by giving them a little Tylenol to see if that improves the fever, they brought them in. And so we would like, we would, you know, do whatever the ER attending wanted us to do to, ensure that it was just a baby fever, you know? But I think as far as I know, a lot of the um, primary ER primary care stuff is going down, so. Um, so maybe people are just avoiding the hospital. Yeah, I think so. You know. I took a, I took a really bad fall. Um, my, I was walking my dog and I was, I hadn't even started walking her. I was at the top of the steps um, from where we live and she was at the bottom and she saw a squirrel or an air particle and she lurched forward and she pulled me off the steps. And the only thing that stopped me was like a low brick wall and my ankle turned and I thought I broke it. So I, you know, like I kind of like, Got caught my breath and hoppled back into my house and elevated it, iced it, did all the things, watched it just expand like crazy. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch this. <laughs> I was like, I just took like ibuprofen and Tylenol and watched it and, and stayed off it as much as I could. And, um, and then like, finally, I, I went to see uh, I went to see a friend of mine who's also an orthopedic doctor, and uh, I told him about it. And he said, "Can I please just have? Can I just look at your ankle, and we'll get an X-ray?" And I was like, "Is it gonna be?" I was like, "Is it gonna be safe? I don't want to go because even I didn't want yeah. to do anything I thought was unnecessary." Mm -hmm. And he's like, "We can do it safely. Please just let me." x-ray your ankle and I was like okay so it ended up being okay my nursing instincts were but we're also I think nurses I will speak only for myself I am terrible about about ensuring that I have the proper care <laughs> we worry about other people all the time you know I mean yeah <laughs> so tell me about music what have you been I know you're a musician you played a lot of bands right you played around Played around, played in a lot of bands, um, miss it every day. I swear to God, like, you know, if you ever want to make well, that's not true, but I guess for me, the what sealed the deal on me ever playing in bands again was having kids. But <laughs> it's a good trade-off, but I miss it a lot. And um, I was really missing it because um, my partner is part of what he does professionally is he writes songs and then he's also performing in a band. And at the time, you know, 
he was getting these really great gigs and occasionally I would go and it was just like filled with people and I would totally get um, like that longing to be on stage again and to be performing and he and I would talk about it and he's just, he, um, he was playing my guitar and he was like, the action on this is so high. And the action is like, like you have the fretboard and then you have the guitar strings for people who don't know. And it's how close the guitar strings are to the fretboard. So mine were like up here. So when I would play, it really hurt to play. And so he had the action lowered and he's like, just try playing it now. So I did, and it was so much easier. Like it was enjoyable to play. And, um, and so like when, at the time when I was doing administrative stuff and our boss said, I want you to work from home until further notice. It was what I did like on my lunch time was I would pick up the guitar and I would play. And I was, and then I had the idea, I was like, I'm just gonna like do one verse and chorus and put it out there. And maybe like I, of the, the no, large number of musicians that I know, like it'll be something that can distract us into doing something that we love. Because I was kind of like, I don't think I'm the only middle-aged person out there who was a musician <laughs> who wishes they could play more. Right. So, um, and as it turned out, like we had some really great under the hashtag one verse, one chorus on Instagram, we had some really great people submitting stuff. You did it. And, yeah. um, I, I should, I should do it again. Sean, I did one. You do. Oh, you did one. I did one. And then, um, my friend, Sean, who I didn't even know played guitar. He was like a dark horse and he was playing like, I don't know, what was he playing? Like Savi Five or something like that. And it was, I was really enjoying it. So it's been something that's been fun for me um, as I try to rediscover talents that I had. I guess I still have, but. Yeah, I mean, I play guitar every day, mostly for my children. Um, I record music, you know, every day, every other day, mostly for like five minutes at a time, but you just gotta chip away at it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, I am. Um, it's important oh. for, my, for me to have, I discovered how, important it is for my girls to see me I have a, a almost 11 year old and a seven year old and it, I realized how important it was for them to see me indulge like indulging as it were in things I love like um drawing and playing music and um learning languages stuff mm -hmm. like that so. yeah it's important it's, it's, it's inspiring you know I don't know. I got to inspire myself before I can inspire anybody else. <laughs> That's the hardest yeah. thing sometimes. So, hey, so we're speaking of uh, one chorus, one verse, one chorus. You want to do one real quick? Yeah. All right. Yep. So we, yeah, we so talked we, about this earlier. We so were going to do the backstory on the song that we chose was that we were originally going to do this on Monday. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we were going to do the Bangles uh, Manic Monday. Because that's cute. It's cute. <laughs> so you're gonna do a verse and a chorus, and I'm gonna do one since we probably can't link up. Uh, we all mishmashed with our technical stuff here. So I'm gonna sit back. I practice a few times, so I'm totally gonna embarrass myself. It's gonna be amazing. Me too. All right, perfect. That's that's the beauty. It's not a perfection thing. It's just about meeting yourself where you're at. So all right. All right. Six o'clock already. 
Valentino by the crystal blue Italian stream. But I can't be late, cause then I guess I just won't get paid. These are the days when you wish your bed was already made. It's just another manic Monday. I wish it was Sunday. That's my fun day. My, I don't have to run day. It's just another manic Monday. Had to catch a train because I'm going to be to work on by nine. Oh, man. <laughs> if I had an airplane, I still couldn't make it on time. Cause it takes me so long to figure out what I'm gonna wear. Blame it on the train, but the boss is already there. It's just another manic Monday. I wish it was Sunday Cause that's my fun day My I don't have to run day It's just another manic Monday Yeah! Cha-cha-cha! <laughs> oh, I should have practiced more! God no, that's damn. the spirit of what <laughs> If you could see the outtakes, like when I'm trying to record mm. one verse and chorus and like I'll practice it a couple of times and then I'll be like, I'll start to sing and I hit the wrong chord and I'm like, shit! And I have to, <laughs> if yeah, you, I, get a I should a make a compilation of all the little videos I have of me going, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like hearing my echo back in my earphone. So it was totally, I should have taken my earphone. Hey, what are you gonna do? 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 That's it. Look how relaxed we are. We're so relaxed. So relaxed, so relaxed. I'm not sweating at all. Not not how I roll. (laughs) Um, so there yeah, hashtag on Instagram is one verse one chorus. One verse one chorus. And I I just started a Twitter account and it's hot sweatsuit. Oh, all right. Well, I'm going to put a little bio page together for you up on our website, and we're going to link you over to that, to your Instagram. Okay, that sounds good. And your, and your hot sweatsuit uh, hot um, sweat Twitter. Suit. Are you like just, what are you doing, music and bashing on people? <laughs> po- 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 political commentary. Oh, I love it. I, um, I was in a two-year news freeze. I couldn't take it anymore, and I um, and I just removed myself. I took I actually completely canceled Facebook. And um, just backed out completely from news. I because I consumed, I consumed news, I consumed politics, and um, I backed out completely from it. But with everything that's happened since 2020 was born, um, I thought it was really important for me to just be aware mm-hmm. and to just kind of follow specific things. Twitter is a cesspool. Twitter is a very, very strange place to be. It's, it's, it's like- So is Facebook. Yeah, I, oh yeah, I'm, I'm never yeah. going back to Facebook. <laughs> but like, um, but Twitter is like this weird place to be because it's like you're floating in space and it's really dangerous because there's like 
asteroids and it doesn't care if it hits you or how it affects you in any way. And so, cause like the worst place to be is in the comment section when you're reading like just how brave people are when they're like cutting someone up. Um, but I do think it's important. I think, I think it's important to know what's going on politically and socially and, um, and health wise, not just here, but around the world because event, whatever happens outside uh, affects all, it, it can affect all of us, but we can affect things by just starting in our own houses and working our way out. So. Um, I joined Twitter. I've had a Twitter account for a while, but I just started following it probably right around this pandemic starting thing. And uh, I'm, I'm um, subscribed to somebody who's supposed to be a leader in the country's tweets. <laughs> uh-huh you can't make this shit up you can't make this shit yeah. up it's like wait it's, uh, i have somebody there's somebody crawling <laughs> oh nice what's up sorry, sorry how are you yeah. i'm good i'm just kidding yeah. yeah. okay, so i up, tried Chris? to do that discreetly she would not like <laughs> amazing <laughs> yeah that was i'm gonna let that go <laughs> So, hey, um, you got any last minute advice for us? Oh, gosh, just pay attention to what the CDC is telling you. Pay mm -hmm. attention to um, to what's happening. You know, look at your state's daily reports. Their departments of public health have daily reports. Look at the trends. I know I know there's a lot of people who don't trust anything that they're reading in anyone. But um, unless you're an expert yourself, I don't, I don't even consider myself an expert, but, you know, be, but just be aware, do your best to be aware as much as you can handle and also do the things, try to discover the things that kind of fill you with some self, sense of happiness instead of, you know, how, you know, if you have to find it somewhere else in a, in a Netflix series or taking care of your plants or whatever fills your heart with joy, do that because um, we don't know. Yeah, don't know when. The future is extremely uncertain for all of us, and I don't mean to sound negative. It's just true. I agree with you. Well, I agree with you 100. I'm yeah. happy and I got to see you. Thank you for having me yeah, on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm glad we got to play a little guitar together. Yeah, for sure. And thanks to everybody from back home, all of our <laughs> old friends who tuned in for this today. I wish I could see all your faces. I wish I could touch all your faces, but I can't. That would <laughs> someday, be risky. Someday. Someday. You ever get back up here? Um, I think I, well, I go back to Providence about once a year. My best friend lives up there and um, my, my kind of gang of people that I've played in different bands with. So I try to get up there about once a year to see everybody. But my parents actually um, sold the, the family home oh. in Fall River. Um, years ago and they moved to my sister lives in virginia so they moved to virginia mm -hmm. and uh they're uh they're enjoying non-new england temperatures year-round still gets really cold there but <sighs> i think it's, it's snow. yeah well next time you're up in the pvd area please let me know and maybe we can uh get a party of folks together that would love to see you oh yeah do some ka awesome. karaoke or something yeah <laughs> awesome, Carrie. Well, hey, I'm just going to have you hold on one second while I roll our outro clip, and uh, I'll be right back with you. 
All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. This is awesome. This is awesome. Even though we had some technical difficulties, but you know, such is life. We got to overcome. I hope it. I didn't bore anyone. I know I use the word like a lot. Ah, I say like, I say, um, <laughs> I can't just hold one second. All right, folks. Thanks for coming back to Coffee Time with Almeida here on Friday and bearing with us. We had a little technical hiccup earlier, but we got by it. Um, I'm going to sandwich those two episodes, this whole episode together, uploaded somewhere so we can get it to watch it again in its continuation without the little hiccup in the middle. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, I know. Anyways, tomorrow we are on on a special Coffee Time with Almeida on Saturday edition to help us recover from our week of technical difficulties. And Brian Cass, Brian Cass, Berkeley professor, musician, extraordinaire, will be joining us tomorrow. I'm really excited to have him on. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll just leave you with um, have an amazing Friday. And hopefully I'll see you back here tomorrow. And uh, if anybody wants to be on the show or anybody special to be on the show, let me know and we'll get them on the show. Otherwise, follow me on Facebook, Almeidathon. Like me on Instagram, Almeidathon. Follow Disrupt America. Watch us on YouTube and the Twitch I hear. Coffee time without me.